0: Hey, Desperate Housewives super fans, welcome back. I'm Christy Gomez. I'm Summer Moran. And this is We Know What You Did. It Makes Us Sick.
1: We're going to.
0: welcome back i hope you all had a lovely thanksgiving if you are in the united states of america and if you are not i hope you had a lovely thursday
1: (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that
0: (laughs) oh and so funny nobody's ever said that before in the world i think
1: i hope everybody's having a nice black friday although by the time this episode drops. I hope you're having a nice Tuesday. We'll just find a way to name all the days of the week.
0: Black Friday's not the same anymore. I know. I feel like people used to be lining up like in the streets for these deals and now it's like 20% off. Who cares?
1: Well, I did happen on strolling down Broadway a little bit today and I did see a really long line like out the door for Brandy Melville.
0: That makes that checks.
1: It does but i feel like that's also something you can just find kind of anytime for brandy melville i liked seeing people out and about although i think the weather is a bit of a factor in that because it was like sunny and 50 degrees today
0: i think that box i i think that um stores are coming back people like shopping in person again
1: it was never not fun
0: I know, but people get lazy and they're like, I can buy that online. And it's like, it's just not the same. Yeah. I need instant gratification. I need to buy something and have it immediately.
1: Well, that's what Amazon is for.
0: But I want it now.
1: Daddy, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I want it now.
0: Desperate Housewives Superfans, do I have a Valley Girl accent? Let me know.
1: We're going to make a poll of this for the Instagram.
0: I think I have a very neutral accent, but now I'm
1: hearing it and I think
0: something's happened to me since I moved to Los Angeles.
1: You don't have a neutral accent, no offense.
0: How do I not have a neutral accent? Okay, because now I'm hearing it's, it.
1: it. It's not even just the valley girl thing. It's that ever since we became friends, I've noticed certain little words we say differently. Like you say, and, and I say, and. Like well, I that's expand the you have
0: an act. You have a New York accent. No, that's- I don't. Yes, you do.
1: I do not.
0: Yes, you do. i like, Housewives super fans.
1: Do I have a New York accent? Please vote in our poll.
0: You. It's a. Li- it's lighter than others, but you're like fairy Larry. Like that's. It's Larry.
1: It's Larry.
0: No, but that's <laughs> Staten, that's like Staten Island, outer borough. That's not like a neutral American accent.
1: That doesn't make any sense to me. (sighs) This is the same
0: thing (laughs) as the school cutoff. I can't (laughs) do this. I can't have this conversation. (laughs) I'm not doing this. I quit.
1: I'm so angry.
0: (laughs) Okay, whatever. I'm done. I'm not having this conversation. Um, What was (laughs) your moment of desperation? I need to move on.
1: Well, I'd say it was probably last night when I had to impulse buy flights to LA and back again. (laughs) This week, I was thinking about how excited I am to not get on a plane for the foreseeable future. I have no desire to travel again for quite some time, and I really wanted to save up so that I could go to London in the spring or the summer, but... Luckily for me, I feel very fortunate, I was selected for a screenplay festival, film festival kind of thing out in LA. And they asked if I wanted to come out and present my work. Now, I think this is a huge deal for me. It is. (laughs) So thank you. So they called actually on Thanksgiving and they were like, hey, just wanted to let you know we sent you an email, like we've selected your um, pilot script. And are you going to, by
0: the way, they should not be calling on Thanksgiving. I, I agree.
1: I agree. They did send like two emails. I was like, is this time sensitive? Mm-hmm. But the festival isn't until January 14th. So they ask for your response by November 29th, which is fine. But I was just looking at flights to and from LA and they were really cheap. I mean, like $110 each way. So I wanted to jump on it. And I told them, I would love to come out and present my work. And, you know, what's expected of me? Do I need to get actors? Like, I'm thinking we're going to have a whole little table read set up. And they emailed me back and they were like, hey, no, we don't do any readings of scripts. You're just going to like, talk to people. And I was like, cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's, that's fine. Honestly, it's less pressure that way. It's more just that I didn't Want to take another trip, and now I have what is essentially a business trip, but I have to go. So I'm looking forward to seeing you. Looking forward to a very quick weekend in LA. But it's just funny that I was thinking of how grateful I am that I don't have to get on a plane again, again, and now I do.
0: Well, that's the life. That's the bi-coastal life. You say you're bi-coastal. You have to be here every <laughs> month. don't know what are expecting. I'm. I'm on that Burbank, New York flight every three months. So welcome to my world.
1: Yes, you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) By Coastal girlies.
0: I love it. That's going to be so fun. It's going to be crazy when we get a sitcom out of this. I know. I think that that's going to happen. They're going to, we're going to be like networking and then somebody's going to be like, you girls look really funny. are Thank but you. not
1: funny like funny looking funny like you are funny yeah. and beautiful
0: exactly like perfect for a sitcom my training mate instructor today commented on how animated i am that's I was like, high praise hey, i know i was like i did something i guess i was mo- i didn't even realize what i was doing and i i was like walking and i guess i went like that like swerving something because <laughs> i like that move you just did i said did what like i'm walking <laughs>
1: you're like this is just Uh, how I am
0: yeah and I was like I'm just a cartoon character I guess and he started laughing and then he came and I did something else and he mimicked me and I was like listen I've been told I have amazing physical comedy so
1: yeah it's it's not something that you leave behind when you're not on stage
0: no I'm just like that all the time I was like thanks for noticing (laughs) training well
1: training mate sounds fun but Did you have a moment of desperation that sort of came before or after that?
0: I had a couple this week. They're not as exciting as my ones usually are, unfortunately, everyone. But the other day I was really, really hungry and I had no groceries. So I ordered CPK. I (gasps) specifically here. I was specifically craving the Thai peanut crunch salad from CPK. So I ordered it. Uber Eats immediately cancels my order. And I was like, "That's really weird." I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> so then my roommate was going to a yoga class, like directly under the CPK. So, and she had just left. So I texted her. I was like, "If I order, I'll just do it on the app. I'll get my points. I'll wait." I was like, "If I order CPK, will you pick it up for me?" She was like, "Sure." I said, "What time's your class over?" She said, "7:45." I was like, "Great." So I made myself like toast to tide me over, and like the hour and ten minutes it was going to be until I eat. Ugh. I ordered my little. Thai crunch salad and red velvet cake, obviously. Just guys, my favorite dessert in the world is the California Pizza Kitchen red velvet cake. Don't knock it till you try it. It's been to start selling out everywhere. That's so crazy.
1: That's <laughs> also like your only dessert. Like that's your top tier, but that's also kind of your only thing. You that's go the for.
0: only one that like I have to go for all the time. So I ordered my salad. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. 7.45 rolls around. I'm checking. Um, no, I don't hear from Mom, Amalia. I check her location. She's still at the yoga studio. I was like, okay. Then around 8 o'clock, I was like, she should have been home by now with my salad and cake. So <laughs> right <laughs> when I'm texting her like, hey, wellness check. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like the class just ran over really late. I was like, okay, that's fine. In my mind, she was just like fraternizing with everybody there and chatting and out with her, like, oh, I'm starving at home but that wasn't the case it was okay so she grabs my salad comes over I'm so excited I open it I forgot to select dressing and for some reason it's not just a default maybe it's because I'm in Los Angeles so they didn't give me dressing on my salad and I was really sad because because the best <laughs> part of the salad is the dressing. That's why you eat it. Oh, no. So I was like, okay. And I went into my fridge and I concocted something. And it wasn't good. It was fine. I ate it. But I was like, this isn't what I wanted. But then I supplemented by eating the entire cake. And usually I eat that over a week. And I was like, well, this... Salad was probably 10 calories, so what do I have to lose?
1: I mean this in the nicest way, but that has got to be the definition of a first world problem.
0: It, it is. <laughs> All of our moments of desperation are, are you kidding me? You're over here like, I don't want to get on a plane to Los Angeles to preve- present my script in Beverly Hills, but oh, I have to. Don't <laughs> for me when I'm talking about my starvation.
1: Yeah. I don't want to get <laughs> on your
0: <a> plane.
1: My <laughs> I'm
0: <Get in> <laughs> <laughs> <was collected>, <laughs> so mad. I have to go to it and meet all these producers. This sucks. I have to go on a business trip. I have to LA for 48 hours. I can't believe it. <laughs> LA for 48 oh, hours is crazy.
1: crazy. I've done it. I know now i want cpk specifically and i
0: can't have it? go to new jersey
1: oh right i always forget
0: yeah it's not just in california it's nationwide that's why i'm saying okay everybody if you want to know what my cpk order is usually it is okay as a kid there was there was one around the corner for me sadly closed but i would always order the kids grilled no not a grilled cheese the kids cheese pizza and a red velvet cake. Now I do like the four cheese and tomato pizza with a red velvet cake, but the red velvet cake is very, very important.
1: It's the most consistent part of the order.
0: It is like sometimes I'll switch around the pizza. Sometimes I'll just get a plain cheese. Sometimes I want the Thai crunch salad. Yeah. But most of the time it's four cheese, tomato, red velvet cake. So good. The best. It's so good
1: i actually was going to text you after i booked my flight and ask if there was a way that we could get to cpk one of those days but i don't know i'm not i'm flying in at like nine o'clock at night so i know my options will be limited
0: we can try i really want to go to the hoboken restaurant
1: yes yes we have (laughs) to because it's right
0: by the venue it's right by the venue i want to see i want to see what it's about
1: okay yeah i'm down
0: so anybody, if you live in Hoboken, um, your cuisine is out here in Los Angeles. I can't wait to see. Maybe, maybe there will be a pork roll. I won't eat that, but.
1: <laughs> maybe it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor ham.
0: A Taylor ham, that's the other one. <laughs> oh, no. I want to walk in there and say, may I have a Taylor ham? And they're going to be like, I don't know what that is. And I'm going to be like, I didn't want to eat it. But the fact that you don't know what that is, like, this means that this restaurant is not authentic New Jersey cuisine.
1: We're going to cancel them cancel on them. Twitter. I'm sorry, X. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we will. I think we're going to take down. No, we can't take down the small business.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> Shop I- small. I- I- <laughs> Us us talking up CPK (laughs) and threatening to to cancel this small business. (laughs) This person whose livelihood is like making Jersey cuisine. (laughs) I have tears. Chain
0: restaurants only. Chain restaurants only. Tears.
1: Corporate restaurants only. (laughs) Corporate restaurants only. Tears check.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that should work.
1: Also, Christy, I think as soon as we have a chance, like we should just on our phones record the we're going to tell so that we can have it to always put in there so it sounds like cleaner. Because there have been so many episodes where it just sounds really bad. I think that was
0: mainly because I was using my computer mic and the Wi-Fi was bad.
1: Oh, but now that's not the issue. Okay. Well, let me know what it sounds like when you're editing this one. Okay.
0: Okay. So this episode was called "Children Will Listen." I understood the reference.
1: So did I. I, I put it in here, and Children I also wrote will <laughs> "listen." <laughs> uh this episode was written by kevin murphy
0: i took note hey kevin
1: hey kevin
0: so we start off with a gabby monologue we see she's front and center this episode thank god
1: can i put one thing in here yeah the recap reminded us about the wooden chest mystery which oh, yeah. I think we really needed because it feels like there's been this big block of time since we addressed the wooden chest being recovered.
0: Oh yeah. We haven't had any Paul or Zach for a while. Like they just kind of didn't talk about the overhead mystery. So it was good that they recapped that. Cause I would have, no, I wouldn't have forgotten now, but I think if I hadn't watched <laughs> this week for week for the first time, I would have been yeah. like, What? Um, so we have a Gabby monologue. She's front and center. It's about how she has never wanted kids, but Carlos does. And then we're reminded that he has been messing with her birth control. I hate him. He is horrible. That's that right abuse, now. by the way. No, that's like full abuse. It's really bad. Like men cannot, it's not, you don't mess with a woman's birth control. And listen i personally think birth control is really bad for women's bodies and it's not good for you but
1: if she wants to be on it that's her choice not his
0: exactly
1: and also carlos just wants kids because he's not fulfilled by anything like yes you have had a bajillion dollars in your life but clearly that's not doing it for you and bringing another person into the world is not going to do it either because he has no self-love
0: Especially when he's about to go to jail. Also, why isn't he in jail? Because in the last episode, wasn't he like, I'm going to turn myself in in the morning?
1: Yeah, I put this man away for more than eight months.
0: Let him rot. Um, So then we just see like a montage of all the kids on Wisteria Lane. And we see the girl who was blackmailing Gabby for the bike in like episode three. Yes, I saw
1: young Martha Hoover.
0: Yes, young Martha Hoover. I didn't know she came back
1: just in that brief moment
0: yeah so we know now that martha saw everything that was going on as a kid after she died she just watched she's always been she's always been around
1: theory confirmed
0: theory fully confirmed i can't wait for mark cherry to confirm this for us too He's gonna be like i can't (laughs) no one's ever noticed that before
1: (laughs) you figured it out Um,
0: wow um so then the police come to question Paul and Zach is just looking really weird in the corner like raking and (sighs) yeah I said he he was raking oh yeah
1: yeah that's a mouth breather for sure Zach is really on the edge at the moment as he and Paul are talking about it because Zach kind of jumps in to save Paul during the questioning which like for a minute, made me go, what's he doing here? And then it turned out Mm. he was saving the situation rather than making it worse.
0: Paul does have an amazing poker face, I said. Yeah. Like, he made say too much, but this time he didn't. He was like, he didn't say enough. Like, he should have been like, oh, he should have said what Zach said. But Zach really saved it. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Threw it out.
1: Yeah, because Paul, as we know, is the king of saying and doing too much.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But he was like, oh, I don't know. Never seen it before. Um, <laughs> and the police confirm, which we already did know, but kind of forgot that the box was full of a woman all chopped up.
1: Box full of woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Icky. And Felicia is watching this entire interaction from her yard.
1: Yeah, and that is when Paul is telling Zach that Someone came and tried to take you away, but I never said that it was a, a man. And Zach is like, oh, you didn't like he just assumed it was a guy. So that's why he freaks out when he hears that it's a woman in the chest.
0: And Paul says something very specific that a woman came to steal Zach away from the only family he's ever really known. Yeah. Which yep. is very important language, which we will see in a few weeks
1: good job kevin murphy
0: yeah kevin i think kevin murphy i want to look to see what other episodes he's written because the dialogue in this episode actually murdered me (laughs) i'm talking to the ghost of christy right now what
1: i'm talking to the ghost of christy right now why you said this language murdered me oh oh wow
0: it's really funny um (laughs) Okay. Um, so then Brie wants to send a care package to Andrew, but she's like, I'm not going to parents' day. This He sucks, basically. She didn't say that, but I know she thinks it.
1: I have to be honest. I didn't look up the writer until this scene because I said, Rex is being supportive again. Who's the writer?
0: <laughs> I made note of it when it came up in the opening credits.
1: So oh, okay, okay. He needs to look for it,
0: yeah, he's being good again. I think at this point, it's he's been pretty consistent. Um, I will say, I I'm kind of not mad at Rex at all this week.
1: I know, same here.
0: He says like a lot of nice things, like he's like, "It's not your fault at all what happened to Andrew." Like it's,
1: he's decently likable. Very, li- I'm like, wow, okay it's it's almost like he's unrecognizable from the man we knew from the beginning
0: you know what it is and i see this happen a lot when a care i know again spoiler spoiler whatever he's a, he's gonna die very soon and this is a i don't know if i've said this before but i feel like this is a very normal trope it's like it, when it's a character that has been built to hate and when they're kind of a, about to kill them off they do so many things to make you really like them interesting okay i've noticed it a lot in i think the first time i noticed it was in lost there was a character that was really really annoying and then she had one episode where you really fell for her and then they killed her off
1: interesting I, okay because we're yeah. gonna do lost on the patreon right
0: god I don't, that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> that stresses me out i do want to re-watch that show though i know i want to watch it for the first i watched one episode
0: You've never watched it? No. You have. It's so good. I know. I was it watch it again. But the whole thing happens on like a Sydney to LA flight. So I wanted to wait until after oh. I came from Australia safely to watch it again. Yeah. Because um, I thought about it in the middle of the ocean. I was like. <gasps> <gasps>
1: <laughs> I was like. <laughs> the whole thing was christy's dream
0: <laughs> Wait, what if i get lost i'm scared okay um yeah so then we get to lynette and she's calling babysitter christy
1: oh i thought it was chrissy
0: no it was definitely christy and Amazing. i was like oh my god and she's like christy you can go to the mall any day <laughs> And then she's like a hundred dollars a hundred dollars for all of those kids is very fair Lynette mm-hmm. I used to make a lot more money babysitting I would make over a hundred dollars every time I I babysat so I don't know what her issue is but I was
1: team Christy of course I mean first of all you kind of have to be for your namesake but yeah, I was, Lynette was being unreasonable
0: she was like your, your kids are terrorists like
1: I don't think she realizes how bad they are sometimes. Like she should know, but then it's like, she, she constantly goes back and forth. Like, again, it's wishy-washy.
0: Yeah. She's, she's not consistent. She definitely had a D story this week too, but it was good.
1: Yeah. It was a better D story than usual. Yeah,
0: Like it, it wasn't a port-a-potty. It wasn't.
1: Also because it tied into another housewife. So. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So they, they definitely gave her more to work with. This week. Yeah, when they put Lynette on her own, I'm like, come on.
1: Yeah. In. Then we see Gabby return from shopping. So she gets home and she finds Carlos with the hospital oh. attorney. And Carlos is like, I was never told about that, that negligency check. And so we see that he's already like annoyed, but he's holding it in while the attorney is there. As soon as the oh. hospital attorney leaves, Carlos
0: becomes scary. I said Carlos yelling the second the lawyer left is very Latin. Ah, okay. Like he steps like I was just watching it like, okay, like the the second. And I think that was on purpose too, because you see a shot of like the lawyer's foot, like leaving and the second they close the door and he's like, Gabby, I didn't know anything about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Um, and he's like why didn't you tell me i didn't have to go to jail and gabby's like are you kidding me go to jail please and she says like you had i don't know what country she was saying i think she said
1: loatian or laotian one of those like like from laos probably so laotian
0: okay yeah she said you had Laotian convicts sewing casual wear for two cents an hour. <laughs> and it's just so how every episode she just humbles Carlos to be like, no, you are guilty.
1: As she just should she, go to jail. She said, Don't you think you deserve a time out? Yeah. And she's right. She is. Like, it's eight
0: months. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. You're a big
1: you're a big boy. Carlos was obviously the worst man on the show this week because he, listen, I am not one to defend Rex Vandekamp, but we never saw Rex Vandekamp put his hands on Brie. I did time. not like what I saw with Carlos this episode.
0: Yeah. Rex is just emotionally abusive, but yeah, Carlos, there was a lot of domestic violence in this episode, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Like I, even like just i i think every storyline had to do with domestic abuse. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. <laughs>
0: no. So yeah, every single one. So we'll we'll get to them. Um
1: it should have been it should have been called something like, you know, children will listen and people will get hurt.
0: <laughs> hurt people hurt people. <laughs> I think every, every yeah, Cause then Susan with her mom and then yeah, there was a lot. Kevin Murphy, I don't know what you were going through at this time. <laughs> cool. Domestic abuse. Um, okay, so then Susan's mom comes to visit and I guess she runs into Mike somehow. <sighs> Susan's kind of mom is <was> quirky. <laughs>
1: We see where Susan gets it from. And I think Mike actually says something similar where he's like, now I see where you get it from. But I noted it my note for this whole scene is that Susan's mom is so breathy. She's mm-hmm. like, ah, you're Mike. Oh my, oh my goodness. She so was like, girl, do you need some oxygen?
0: <laughs> but
1: that casting is
0: amazing.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. I can't
0: believe that. Somebody at Thanksgiving was like, I was looking through your mom's Instagram the other day and now I understand you more. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So Susan, we learn, is a product of a teen mom and a Marine. She goes, it was, I had her when I was an itty bitty little teenager. That was the first time I got drunk. Which, like,
1: you know, talk about... TMI to somebody you have just met also somebody you think that your daughter is with yeah like where are her social graces
0: Brie is outside getting the mail and Lynette runs across the street with all her kids and the way she goes (laughs) Lynette goes hi hi (laughs) hi
1: That has the cre. She may have not
0: have good has had good material yet, but her one liners between "Hi, ha!" and "You, sly dog."
1: <laughs> no, Felicity Huffman was putting in the work. Okay, she was she was like, "If you're not gonna
0: give me good stuff, I am gonna I'm gonna make it good." She said, she- "I'm going
1: to be memorable, whether you like it or not." <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, sly dog
1: you sly dog so she's
0: like please please, please go take care of my kids and Bree's like no and she goes please <laughs> I'm dressed up I'm wearing makeup and I said
1: where is your makeup it doesn't look like you're wearing anything <laughs> Christy be nice to Lynette
0: I love Lynette but I'm like you're not wearing she what a little mascara <laughs> I, all I'm wearing right now is a mascara imagine if I was like oh just, just put on a face for this.
1: Lynette's <laughs> like, I got that full beat. <laughs> yeah, Brie relents, even though it's the last thing she wants to do. Where was and- Danielle? That's a good question. Danielle
0: didn't help with the kids. Danielle doesn't go to Camp Hennessy. Where was she?
1: I think she was at the mall with Christy.
0: I bet they're friends. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> and she do- spent the entire day there, right? Because we've established that Danielle loves the mall. Danielle loves three things: the mall, brushing her hair, <laughs> and that's it. Pink. <laughs> she does? She does love. She. Wait do a, you a minute. <laughs> Is Danielle? Am I Danielle? <laughs> You give Danielle
0: sometimes.
1: I know.
0: (laughs) So then we get back to Susan and Sophie, her mom is saying, "I, I left Morty because
1: he shoved me. And Susan's like, Okay. Sure. <laughs> She's like, one time in five years he's shoved you? Oh my god. Are you kidding?
0: She Then she also threw a book at
1: me. Now, here's the thing. Watching this scene for the first time in a long time I was inclined to be like, oh my god, yeah, like, strike one you're out. Because mm. if a man put his hands on a woman I would I would be on her side for that. Like, of course, you know, leave. That's what's best for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode is a little dated in that. I, do you think Susan's response today would be the same?
0: I think it depends on the relationship. Like that's her mom. And I think she knows how little like, yeah, eccentric she is. So she's probably like, no, she's exaggerating. I doubt that happened. That's true. I think that's probably what it is. Like, if we heard that, we didn't know Sophie, we'd be like, "Okay, that's concerning." But Susan's like, "Okay, like, sure." sure okay. He did. Good point. Yeah, Good I think point. That's, it's Good more of a relationship. In um.
1: The... Sorry, I was going. No, it, um, okay. it
0: was, no it was, um.
1: In the next scene, we see Bree babysitting Lynette's terrible kids. My favorite part of this scene is that <laughs> she says. Don't be common, young man.
0: <laughs> she also says she's going to give Porter a bowl of peaches and cottage cheese. That sounds so good. I don't like cottage cheese.
1: I don't either, but like with peaches. Peaches, 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 peaches. That triggers me. No, I think... Um,
0: when I was in my kindergarten, I took a huge... We had like this whole table, like where you get your little veggies. And I loved cheese at the time. I made it my personality. Like I loved, I loved cheese. You were a cheese girl. I was a cheese girl. Now I'm borderline vegan, but I was a cheese girl. And so I saw cottage cheese. Yum. I never had it before. I put so much on my plate and I took a huge spoonful and I put it in my mouth and it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever had in my life. And I've never eaten cottage cheese since like that is a core memory. Wow. So I heard peaches and cottage cheese and I was like,
1: oh, Christy, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was like that for you.
0: But apparently there's so much you can do with it and there's so much protein. So maybe I should give it another chance. But I just remember in my elementary school, (laughs) just small doses. Yeah, but peaches and cottage cheese. I don't know about that,
1: Brie. but I trust her cooking. She's a chef. So because the boys are misbehaving, Brie threatens to spank them. And then she actually goes through with it. No, but the way they go,
0: we never get spanked. She goes, really? (laughs) And she's like, Porter, don't touch the cookies. And he's like, okay. And then he immediately goes back and he was giving me tofu energy, by the way. (laughs) He definitely was. Like the way he just went over and slammed them down on the floor and she goes oh you're gonna get spanked so then she just goes and hits him and all the kids are like oh my god so then we get to carlos giving gabby a post nap and he's like if you don't sign this i don't trust you and i'm divorcing you which he clearly sees gabby as an object because he wants to keep he stay like blackmailing her into staying married to him but why would you want to be married
1: to somebody you don't trust Carlos Solis is a walking red flag.
0: So bad.
1: He he really he lost my trust this episode. I,
0: same, but I know I fall for him later, so I couldn't even be upset. <laughs> he becomes <laughs> one of my favorites by like season three. So he's seeing Gabby as an object. Calls him stu- calls her stupid. He's like, you're pretty, but you're not very bright. And she goes, hmm, well. Because I'm pretty and stupid, I, you told me to burn those papers and I read them. And it turns out he has a bank account with millions of dollars in the Cayman Islands that he didn't tell her about. Just reinforcing. About a hospital account.
1: Just reinforcing the point that he is, in fact, the worst.
0: I also want to shout out to our Cayman Island listeners because we are charting in the Cayman Islands. So we love you guys.
1: Aren't we the number one I podcast in Barbados?
0: We were for a, a minute. We're not anymore, but we were oh. for a second. Um, but yeah, the, when he said Cayman Islands, I thought about our Cayman Island listeners. So if there's enough of you, we'll come do a live show. <laughs>
1: love you. Our Cayman um, Island Desperate Housewife super fans.
0: I was so mad he called her stupid.
1: I want to point something out, and that is actually this theme that we see a lot in media from, like, the 90s and the early 2000s that pretty much explicitly says girls can't be pretty and smart. And I distinctly remember watching this on Drake and Josh, and they were making it a little bit of a, not like a satirical commentary, because it was Drake and Josh, but, like, one of the characters was saying, girls can't be pretty and smart. And it was, like, obviously a joke. But for the child that was watching it at that time, like you're internalizing, oh, I have to be one or the other. And
0: yeah, but let into our society? People yeah. in high school, listen, I was pretty in high school. People didn't, people thought I was dumb because I was pretty and funny.
1: I don't know and what people like, thought
0: I was, but harder than all of you.
1: Yeah. And it's like, how are those things mutually exclusive? How?
0: It's crazy. I'll never forget. Somebody asked one of my friends, is Christy smart? And I was like, Uh -uh. (laughs) I was like, just because I am pretty and I have a personality, I can't also be smart. It's
1: wild. It's wild. That's
0: why I'm so excited for my high school reunion. (laughs) I have no shame. I'm doing better than all of you people. (laughs) What is working in the entertainment industry if not to go to your high school reunion and be like, yeah, I hang out with the Vanderpump people all the time do i by june of course (laughs) that's what we live for it's
1: what i live for for.
0: but yeah i don't i have enemies i guess
1: so then we get to the poker game (laughs) and they're chatting and susan's mom is at the poker game And Brie was saying that Porter had a little bit less fun than his brothers while being babysat by Brie and Lynette keeps interrupting. And she's like, what are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? And Brie is like, oh, well, I had to spank him. And she like tosses it off super casually. Like this is not a big deal to her and to Lynette, it is the end of the world.
0: And then she goes, I'm not going to take parenting advice for you from you. Where's Andrew again? hmm, at a delinquent school. She was wrong for that. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, like
1: that's,
0: that was not nice. Literally not even Bree's fault. She's a perfect mother.
1: It was so uncalled for. <laughs> and Susan and her mom, mostly Susan's mom, are just trying to change the subject. And they're like, we're going to the spa tomorrow. It's <laughs> like, so awkward. Jesus. Treating me to the spot.
0: Lynette <laughs> <laughs> and Tom are talking about Brie and Tom. Again, Tom was written very well in this episode too. I think they started writing him more adult. Yeah. And he was like, honestly, like, she shouldn't have done that. But these kids are a lot older now. They know our empty threats. Like, something had to be done. And Lynette's like, I would never hit my kids. My mother beat the crap out of me and my sister more domestic abuse
1: does lynette think that she didn't turn out well is my question because obviously she's like i i'm never gonna do that to my kids but to what end is she talking about just because it was traumatizing for her like i kind of want to know more about where that came from
0: are you spank positive <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like lynette did you turn out bad if your mom beat you <laughs>
1: Okay, for the record, I am not spank positive. <laughs> <laughs> but with a family like the Scavos, I think we need to look at the big picture here.
0: I think maybe lock them in a, like, put them in solitary confinement. Yes, yes. Like, like not with each other. Them, lock them in a, yeah, like, lock Porter away. In the bathroom or something for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. My mom tried to do that to me, but she locked me in a bathroom with a window. So I crawled out the window and knocked on the door. Are you
1: serious? <laughs> yeah. Wait, never did it again. What did you do that earned you the locked bathroom?
0: I don't remember. I was just a brat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
0: get so mad when people attack. Like, First of all, don't attack a nine-year-old. But they're like Northwest looks like a menace. I'm like Northwest and I had the exact same personality, like to a T. We would have, we would have ruled <laughs> elementary school together. That's so scary. Like looking into a mirror. Like when she in the last episode, she told the designer of Kim's Met Gala dress, it's all pearls, and she goes, "Those pearls look like they're from the dollar store." <laughs> oh my god! And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> the Met Gala gagged
1: him, I fear. Yeah, and she told Kendall, "She's like, my
0: mom hated your look." Uh, I know, Kendall, you can't, or North, you
1: can't say that. That's amazing. Good for her.
0: I know. I was like, I did the same thing. I love that girl. Okay. <laughs> Um, so then I said Zach is being a Ken with his guitar.
1: I noticed that. I didn't make the same note, but I did think it.
0: Yeah. He's just sitting at the guitar going, I want to pull you down. Yes, I will.
1: Yes, I will.
0: So Felicia's seeing him on the porch and lures him in with banana bread. Wait, you're freezing. That's
1: weird. You're not freezing. Okay. I think you're back.
0: I have extremely good Wi-Fi now, so that's not on me. We upgraded to the highest highest speed. We've won TB, whatever that means.
1: You have a terabyte? That you know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a terabyte. I'm telling you right now.
0: You don't need it, but Amalia's company pays for it so she was like yeah upgrade us they will pay up to a hundred dollars of wi-fi
1: what are you gonna do with a terabyte tell me
0: i'm using it right now
1: no what are you doing with your terabyte
0: i'm online with you right now
1: (laughs) wait is (laughs) amelia home
0: no so felicia lures zach in with his with banana bread basically kidnaps him and she goes i knew you as a baby
1: I can't even be mad at this, though, that Zach fell for it because I would also go over to her place for banana bread.
0: She creeps me out. But I think this is the same vein. In yeah. The, like, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but like, you know, how we were talking Just about how, like, oh. what were we? Was it saying like as teenagers, like I wouldn't be able to be groomed, but you could. yeah same thing i wouldn't have gone to her house but you would
1: i think felicia is also creepy but in a hilarious way Mm -hmm. and then they're talking about mary alice and zach is like oh you knew my mom and she's like when we worked together in salt lake city (laughs) and she goes
0: i know your original name he goes dina Shayna was a Zach. Doesn't <laughs> fit the same. Do you think Felicia recognized um, Martha Huber, time traveler?
1: I. She would have to, right?
0: Yeah. I can't believe she didn't say anything.
1: Because I don't think Martha Huber, time traveler lets Felicia see her. You remember the time turner in Harry Potter? Okay. Well, in Harry Potter... There is the time turner. And when they use it, they go back in time, but both versions of themselves exist. So Hermione like throws a rock at her own head and she turns around. But the problem is if you let that version of you from the past see the version of you that traveled to the past, things can get really bad. So I think it's like that where Martha Hoover knows that she cannot be caught by Felicia or things will ruin the timeline.
0: Yeah, that's a big time travel trope. It's the same in Back to the Future 2.
1: Oh, okay. Didn't know that.
0: Have you never seen Back to the Future?
1: No.
0: One, what?
1: You know that I've only seen Harry Potter.
0: Are you kidding me? Back to the Future is a perfect film. Okay, cool. Why don't you watch it?
1: I am trying so hard to watch any other movie. I don't think you understand.
0: Yes, I do. I watched Friends in 2021. You have to watch Back to the Future.
1: So in this next scene, we finally get to see Susan and her mom at the spa. This felt a lot to me like you and your mom.
0: I thought the same thing. I think Susan, Julie, Susan, Sophie are all very much very similar to my family
1: yeah and my grandma yeah yeah um so while susan and sophie are discussing the morty situation susan kind of says something a little out of pocket she's like well what are your options if not morty (laughs) she's just like way to knock this woman down and sophie's like, like well i thought i could move in with you and Susan's reaction is to kick the pedicurist in the face
0: to more domestic violence
1: yeah right in the face and the woman is like you broke my nose and Susan's like no no you're fine like <laughs> should i call 911 no she's fine like dipping this woman's head back with a towel on her nose
0: i would have loved to see later in the season Susan getting like served with like a lawsuit of that
1: yeah she should have
0: but also, Sophie's not that old. Like, as we heard, she said she was just a little, little, little teenager when she had her. So she can't be more than like 51, 52.
1: How old is Susan?
0: She's, I think, probably 34, 35. They're all pretty young. And um, also, people had kids young back then. So maybe 38 max. So she can't be more than like 55, 56.
1: Yeah. So she's still got plenty of time and options. So for Susan to really gag her with, what are your options if not Morty? was just kind of like rude.
0: I think she's just kind of like, she just doesn't want her to move in at all. So she's like, "Yeah." So she just doesn't want her to like have to live with her while finding somebody else. Then Gabby runs into John Rowland and they just kind of look at each other and then Gabby goes the other way. I get it.
1: Yeah, I get it too.
0: Oh, he looked at her like... like what are you, why are you making that gesture?
1: Yeah, he's a little expectant. He's kind of like, what's in it for me? That's
0: what it sounded like when he had just looked at her. Yeah, He hmm. didn't have to say anything. That was just the,
1: the essence.
0: That was the essence of, of him. Um, then Bree is struggling to find an outfit to go to Camp Hennessy and wants to wear Andrew's favorite color i said i think it's rainbow
1: (laughs) (laughs) honestly she settles on green because she's like who doesn't like green but brie i mean were you gonna go with emerald green forest green sage green these are all very different lime green is nobody's favorite
0: we saw her outfit
1: yeah but she says she's gonna go with green and it's like let, let's be a little wise about this because there is such a range of shades when it comes to green. I think you oh, could like have gone with Barbie. Yeah, like she could yeah. have gone with blue and been totally safe.
0: I just like how she's like, Danielle's favorite color is pink. Your favorite color is blue. It's like the two gender normative
1: <laughs> Pink <laughs> and blue, the uh, two yeah. genders.
0: <laughs> yeah, Danielle loves pink, but guess who also loves pink? We do so what do you guys think about that i always joke how i have the most like feminine girly bedroom and then i walk out every day just <laughs>
1: like it's a big boy <laughs> or just like an alphabet outfit
0: so after brie picks out a green outfit gabby is sitting with her feet up and this is a big foot shot
1: i know i hated it
0: i hated it like her foot was just like in view and I was like does the cinematographer have like a foot fetish for Eva Longoria
1: maybe Dan Schneider was the script supervisor
0: (laughs) who was the director we need to see like why would they like go in on Eva's foot
1: yeah and then the whole scene was shot from that angle
0: yeah it was very weird Um, but this is a bad scene basically Carlos is like I'm gonna divorce you if you don't sign again I close the Cayman Islands account you have nothing on me and she just looks at him and runs the other way. And then he yeah. physically grabs her and like physically he forces her, forces her, her to sign. And, and he's like holding
1: up. her neck. And-, yeah. and it was just really scary.
0: It was really bad. I didn't like it. But also, I think you can see, like you can tell that this is the only time he's ever laid his hands on her because she's not scared of him at all before this.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is a running theme in the episode, just like Porter and Preston.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Wait a minute that's interesting mirroring here hmm
1: the gabby free show
0: (laughs) call this the domestic violence episode
1: we're gonna have to put a big trigger warning in the um episode description
0: yeah um so yeah so it's bad it's a bad bad scene i don't like it
1: it left such a bad taste in my mouth and i felt like i was actually uncomfortable sitting there watching it which is like you know most likely what they sought out to do but then we calm down a little bit when we get to Camp Hennessy and Brie and Rex are informed that Andrew's like not going to go forward with their counseling session if Brie is involved he only wants to see Rex and of course this was making my blood boil but then Rex started defending Brie again and I wrote this man is taking accountability
0: he goes, "We drove 200 miles. If Bree doesn't go in, we're going home. You don't treat Bree that way. I was like, this is a whole new Rex. I, I think that these pills rex. that are slowly killing him, like you said, they're like antipsychotics. George did this. Yeah, he's, he put he went. <laughs> and he gave him something that would slowly physically kill him. But would make him treat his wife
1: well? This is as much a wicked podcast as it is Desperate Housewives.
0: If they beat him, let him feel no pain. <laughs> if his bones never— Why did I do that?
1: You mean bones? <laughs>
0: if his bones never break. <laughs> in this scene, if you just look in like the back, there's like teens running around with these huge backpacks. Like the entire production of the scene is actually so funny if you're really paying attention like in the back you just see like these kids running around and some of them have like these huge camping backpacks on i
1: didn't notice that i was too staring at
0: no it's so funny like there's just so much movement <laughs> going around them and it's just it's very funny
1: um, i'll have to take another look
0: yeah so then i said the three Ps were back at lynette's house are laughing over a toothbrush in the toilet they're so immature
1: and i know i'm I'm saying that about a bunch of seven-year-olds
0: no but they're like dying laughing that the toothbrush fell in the toilet
1: yeah they think it's the funniest thing since sliced bread and it's like come on kids like who are you inconveniencing yourself because oh what do you have to do when you don't have a toothbrush do you know christy
0: not brush your teeth
1: no you still have to brush your teeth I'll tell you exactly what you're gonna do you're going to take a little dab of toothpaste you wet your finger and you put the toothpaste on your finger and then you have to use your finger as the toothbrush and that is uncomfortable it's disgusting but um
0: Lynette says when whoever I think it was like Porter Preston's toothbrush or par- probably Parker's toothbrush was in the toilet she goes all right you're off of the hook for tonight but it's like Don't you? You have a lot of kids, a lot of people in that house. You don't have like extra toothbrushes.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Like my dad has a filing cat. We have so many toothbrushes. Like I always come home and I never have a toothbrush, and he's like, "I think
1: I have an extra toothbrush." And I live alone.
0: (laughs) I think I have an extra toothbrush too. Not the scabos. Not the scabos. But the Scavo's had one toothbrush for life. (laughs) Um, So then she's like, all right, go brush your teeth. And then one of the twins, I don't know which one, threatens again to put it in the toilet. And she goes, do you want Mrs. Vandekamp to come over? And then they all get in line.
1: Then we're back at Camp Hennessy and Brie can't take it anymore. She barges into the counseling session.
0: Okay, but before that, oh, right. before she barges into the counseling session. Okay, yeah, go ahead. She's sitting there looking all super proper. And there's these two white trash moms talking about how they beat their kids. That was more, that was more domestic violence. This is when I was like, why is there so much domestic violence in this episode? Like this woman's like, my kid stole cash out of my purse. So that's why he's back in here. And we got in a physical altercation together. And then Brie looks around like she's sitting up so properly and she goes, oh my God, I can't believe Andrew is in here with these freaky mom's kids. And the other one is like, oh, never have kids. I wish I never had my kid. So then she barges in. Then she barges into the meeting.
1: Yes. And she goes off and She is just giving her little spiel. And then finally Rex is like, Brie, Andrew just told me that he thinks he might be gay. And he wanted me to come in because he thought I'd take it better. And that shuts Brie down pretty quick. And she's like, I'm going to go wait in the car. (laughs) I'm just, I
0: can't believe that Rex is not homophobic. I know, especially after we made that TikTok. You might have to revise because I he's a lot of things. And I thought homophobia would be number one. But the fact that Andrew felt better about telling his dad,
1: Rex, I mean, but could, Rex just, be, could Rex just be the lesser of two evils? I don't I would
0: have thought Rex would would be like, oh, no, no,
1: sinner, sinner, sinner i feel like rex vandekamp would be the first person on Wisteria lane to use a slur
0: me too and like Like, this is genuinely shocking
1: brie might think a slur but rex would use it
0: yeah like he i'm surprised he didn't f slur andrew on the spot (laughs) i know but I guess Rex against homophobia. Oh my God. You know what? He probably would have done it these days. Do you remember those no hate campaigns?
1: (gasps) Yes. With the tape? tape No, because I remember seeing them from the wicked actors.
0: I feel like there has to be a Desperate Housewives cast. No hate campaign.
1: Wait, let me see if I can find it for
0: Desperate Housewives. No, I'm looking. We should do a full like no hate campaign. (laughs) And be like, "What's your favorite?"
1: Oh my God, we're bringing back the no hate campaign. <laughs> we should do.
0: <laughs> we should do pictures, white t-shirt.
1: And- Help
0: me. <laughs> like it's pretty defunct
1: now. This is so funny. I can't believe we're bringing back. <laughs> bringing back the no hate campaign. What? Why did they do this?
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, as we were saying, um, Rex Vandekamp is afloat in the Pride parade.
1: Rex Vandekamp founded the no hate campaign.
0: Rex Vandekamp went home and he founded Fairview Pride. Yeah. <laughs> i can't believe rex VandeCamp is a gay icon
1: i can wow what development he got
0: he said he draws the line at homophobia
1: (laughs) he can excuse a lot of other things yeah in the next scene we see gabby going to john in his stinky little apartment (laughs) She's like, is your roommate here? And she starts making out with him. And where is
0: Justin, first of all?
1: That's a great question. His
0: boyfriend's in in kid jail.
1: Wait, what? Oh, what? Yeah,
0: Andrew. Andrew and Justin. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, we know where he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's at a third place because he's not with Andrew. He's not at home. He's got to be at a third place.
0: I said he's at church.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah,
0: because he's like, Oh my god, my gay lover has been sent away, and he's like trying to pray, pray, pray the gay away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
1: yeah, know, it works every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love the gays, by the
1: way. Gay is not just. You know, I'm not going to continue that. Cut cut, <laughs> cut, 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 <laughs> cut. Okay. But it's not just for gays anymore. Do you remember anyway. that from the, no. from the Tonys? No, what year was that? Oh, that might have been 2009, actually. No. no I don't think I remember. watched. No, I think it was um, the 2010s. It was Neil Patrick Harris singing, It's Not Just For Gays Anymore. Oh, I did watch that. Do not recall. So Gabby starts making out with John,
0: and then he sees a her wrist is hurt, and he goes, "What happened?" And she's like, "Oh, Carlos just got a little abusive." And he's, I have to be Team John Roland for a second. Yeah, he's about to go beat up Carlos, and Gabby's like, "No, no, no." She wants to play the long game. She's like, "Let's." It's just gonna hurt more when he finds out we've been together.
1: What do you make of this,
0: shits? Not much. I just remember, I started to remember why this scene was important coming later. Yeah. And Um, Gabby, obviously,
1: for those who haven't watched or didn't pay close enough attention, Gabby obviously is having her birth control tampered with, but she thinks everything's fine. So.
0: Yeah, so it's what you get, Carlos. Another man's child. (laughs) Okay. Um. So then Susan goes to see Morty at the pancake shop, the pancake restaurant, which, by the
1: way, is where.
0: You know, I don't know because it didn't. So, does Sophie live in Fairview?
1: Like, there's no way
0: that far away.
1: They made it seem like she came from out of town. Yeah,
0: but she just drives right over. Is Morty the? The elf dad from Elf? Yes. Okay. I was
1: also trying to place
0: him. Uh, um so she goes to see Morty and she's like, You have to make up with my mother. Like, I can't do this. And he goes, She goes, oh, she said you shoved her. And he goes, I did. And she's like, Why'd you shove her? And he goes, Because she hit me.
1: She, she was not hitting me. You?
0: Yeah. He's like, You wouldn't stop hitting me. Why? Because I threw a book at her. He was paperback. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: that makes and it so, better. Yeah, she's like, no, go talk to go talk to her. So he's like, okay. And the way in the back, you see Sophie like pacing around the car, like she's just like like a sim just walking yeah. in circles <laughs> around the car. And he's like, okay. So he goes outside, and then Susan's talking to the waitress, and as she's talking to the waitress, you just see in the back blurry. They just start going at it and they are like in a physical altercation outside. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what Susan's saying. Susan's saying something to the waitress, but they're just fighting. And then she goes out and, and, oh, no, no, no. I know. I wrote it down what Susan was saying. She was telling the waitress about how she has to parent her parent. <sighs> and I said, how interesting, Susan, this that you bring up me. Her parent."
1: Yeah. Susan has no, no self-awareness. self-awareness zero. Maybe
0: that's where your where your Susan comes in. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm all the best parts of Susan and Danielle. Then we get to the last big scene, which is Bree coming out of her house. She's like going to check the mail again. And she sees Lynette in the yard. There's like a an awkward beat for them. But then Lynette approaches and she apologizes and Bree stops her from apologizing. And she's like, no, no, I'm sorry. And then they go have coffee. And Lynette is like, we can bitch about our kids. And we see Tom briefly being a father.
0: I think that the the writers were like, okay, we need to have one stable father. We need to have one stable husband. So they just gave it to Tom. because Now he's been a lot better.
1: Yeah, and he's gonna get better from here if I remember correctly.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I don't know why people hate him so
0: much. I, I love him. I love No, him he's so that. hateable
1: in the beginning.
0: Yeah, just the first few episodes. He's very like finance bro in the beginning. Yeah, he doesn't make a great first impression. Mm-hmm. Finance bros are the n- villain number one. It goes finance bros, rats.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cockroach. Yeah. Maybe finance bro, cockroach, rat. But wow. one might even call finance bros the roaches of the human world.
0: That's a great way to put it. Thank
1: you.
0: If you're a finance bro and you're listening,
1: they're not. Okay. <laughs> <You're> not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um, so then at the end, um, it's just kind of like a children themed monologue. And I can't believe how we're really noticing that all these episodes have a running theme, or at least Finally. try to. And this one was very, I think every storyline had to do with kids.
1: It did, but I will say I was bored again.
0: Really? I really liked this episode.
1: It wasn't holding my attention. Like some of my notes were a little bit more sparse because I just, I I wasn't engaged.
0: Interesting. I really, I really liked it. I thought everybody had a good storyline. Even the, the D story I thought was very interesting. I really liked it. And I like how everything weaved together, everybody had to deal with children and domestic abuse. It really ran through every storyline.
1: Yeah.
0: Invisible string.
1: Yeah. I I will say like, there is something to be said for the consistency of that. Like we saw guilty and then whatever the last one was that we said did this well. Um, But I do like seeing all of the storylines have the same theme, but in a different Mm -hmm. light.
0: Yeah. Okay, everybody. Thank you for tuning in again. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram. We are going to
1: tell Patreon coming soon.
0: (laughs) We're full of empty
1: promises. Um, but it will be up. It will be up. We will (gasps) spank you guys soon
0: with Patreon (laughs) (laughs) and merch. Just give us a beat. Okay. We have full lives, but over Christmas when we take a break, I think that's a good
1: time. They know from our moments of desperation that we have full lives.
0: We have full lives, okay? We're not chronically online. Well, I'm not.
1: <laughs> okay, guys, and make sure until next week that you have no hate in your heart. And
0: <laughs> Desperate Housewives super fans, please, please recreate the no hate campaign. Like, I'm not, I'm not, this is not a joke. We will repost you. Yes. If you send us a photo of you with tape. <laughs> Mask over your mouth against a white wall, white T-shirt, no hate on your cheek. <laughs> your- like I'm so, I'm so serious. If you guys, we, we will do it too.
1: No, we're we're going to do it.
0: We're gonna do it. Please, I better see you by Wednesday or Thursday. A maraud of Desperate Housewives super fans tagging us in their no hate campaign. A
1: maraud. <laughs> A Miriam, a Miriam. <laughs> not a Marad. No,
0: I have a bilingual father.
1: <laughs>
0: I swear it's Marad. I'm looking this up. Okay. Until next time, this has been. We know what you did.
1: It makes us sick. We're going to tell.
0: No hate.